I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Welcome back to another episode of the Strap Season Podcast, it's episode 55 you're joining us for. I'm your host, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And as usual, make sure you subscribe on the YouTube, uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. If you want to go to our Instagram and Twitter, there's a link in the bio that sort of has all of our links. Make sure you click on that and yeah, join us on all the social platforms. Um, yeah, bro, here we are, another week. Uh, how how have how, uh, how have you been? How was your weekend? It was good, bro. Yeah, um, yeah, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. How was yours? Obviously, yeah. you went you went somewhere. Yeah, no, I was festivaling and whatnot. I'm tired. Yeah, my, yeah. my legs are finished after one day. I'm I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm good. I'm content. Getting old, bro. Getting old, old, bro. It's ridiculous, man. My, I could barely walk afterwards, man. Shocking, absolutely shocking. But um, it gets like that. Yeah, we thank God we're alive and that and whatnot. So, um, yeah, interesting weekend. And as usual, boxing has given us lots of talking points for for the weekend. So um, let's dive straight in, bro. Um, listeners, I don't want you to think that this is a vendetta against Oscar Valdez. <laughs> we start with this one. It's not a vendetta because obviously last week we sort of went in on obviously the drug ruling and how farcical it was that the fight was still going ahead and whatnot. I think mm-hmm. we, we were all unanimous in our, you know, in our thoughts that, you know, it's ridiculous and the fight shouldn't be going ahead and really and truly this fight should be cancelled. But yeah, it went ahead. Um, so yeah, on Friday, we've seen that fight go ahead. Oscar Valdez versus Robson Constantzau. Um, bit of a grudge match between the two because Constantzau beat him in the amateurs. So this is a rematch from the amateur days. Obviously, all the talk during the bullets that fight was obviously the, the drug ruling, which uh, obviously Constant Sal's team was saying that, you know, he shouldn't be going ahead and whatnot and calling him a cheat and whatnot. And Oscar Valdez himself was obviously under a lot of pressure because he's still adamant to this day that, you know, he took this substance unknowingly. I think they said it came from herbal tea. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah something, something ridiculous like that. Um, and, you know, he was just here to obviously box, obviously defend his title and clear his name, kind of. Um, and it, it, it obviously made for an interesting build-up. And I must say, the fight itself was also very, very interesting. Um, I will say this. It was a great fight. I actually really, really enjoyed this fight. Uh, when I say question, uh, when I say interesting, uh, my interests were with the final results of, of this fight. Um, I don't know your thoughts towards it already. Obviously, we haven't discussed this prior, and you don't know my we thoughts haven't. either. So let's yeah. get out there. Um, mm. who would you say won that fight for you? Um, Konzinka, I thought one. I also think um, that Robson Constantine won that fight. Yeah. Are we um, call, are we calling it a robbery? It's, it's no because we don't <laughs> at this point it's boxing. That's just the way it is. Um, mm. You're going up against the home fighter. Yeah. 
you're going up the judges, the crowds, you're looking at certain things. And I can see, like last week with Emily yeah. Bridges, I said, I can see how this one's going to be scored. Uh. This one, I can see how it was going to be scored. Um, uh. the, even the scorecards pissed me off regardless. The refereeing pissed me off regardless. Uh. But then, Constant Cow as well, he should know better. Okay. It's his boxing, you should know better. Okay. So well, let's talk about the fight, man. Yeah, listeners are going to be thinking, okay, what's all this? What's this? We're, we're going to go for all, every single point that you just made now. Yeah. We're going to canvas it now um, as we go through the fight. Um, first five rounds. Mm-hmm. I would say first five rounds. I think I've seen a wonderful performance of Concesau, boxing-wise. Yeah. Um, obviously, yes, he's also stacked against him. Not only his opponent might have an unfair advantage in there, but also the fact that Oscar Valdez is basically fighting his home turf, home crowd, heavily pro Valdez. Mm-hmm. And Constance South's come in there with a game plan, which to me was perfect. He showed no fear. Uh, he's gotten behind the jab straight away. He had like a three, four inch reach of um, height and reach advantage over Valdez. And he sure boxed like, like, like it in terms of he kept, you know, he stayed long was boxing behind the jab. And what I really liked from him was just his aggression. He was the one walking Valdez down. He was the one being first to the punch and, you know, the one peppering with combinations and just being, you know, just being the aggressor in there, which surprised because Valdez normally is the one that's walking you down and doing that to you. But Colson Sal's coming there with like literally no fear whatsoever. I I like seeing that from a challenger because naturally a challenger fighting in the, someone's home turf against a superstar, I would say, in Valdez. Maybe not superstar, but obviously he's highly rated, highly regarded, would show a bit of fear, would be a bit tentative, would be unwilling to engage. engage. But Constant Sal, he, he was the one looking to engage and whatnot. Like every time Valdez would catch him, he would fire back straight away. And, then, and then walk him down. And I was thinking to myself, this is wonderful, wonderful work. This is how a challenger should come try and rip the, rip the belt off a champion. None of his tentative rubbish. Come, enforce your game plan and show everyone that, yeah, I deserve to be here. And from round two onwards, Valdez's face was mashed up already from round two onwards, bro. <laughs> from round one, his face was red. Mashed up. He was <laughs> his face jabs. was already red. And defensively as well, I think this is underrated from, like, he's defensively, I think his defensive work was really good as well. A lot of the shots that Valdez was throwing, they weren't really catching him too tough. He was very, very good at slipping. Um, he had his glove, his glove placement, his glove placement was also really, really good in the sense that Valdez loves to fire back with a counter, like left hook. He loves that. He loves that left hook. And yeah. Constant Sal, you know, kept having his guard up super high to block that. Whenever Valdez would go to the body, he obviously he's tucked in nicely. Yeah, first five rounds, I'm there thinking wonderful, wonderful stuff from Constant Sal. I yeah, might have, I might have given I might have given them all five rounds, you know, in that first fight. Yeah. I, I, I did I gave, mm. I gave, maybe there was one, there was one, maybe like the third round, which could have been the other way, but I gave him off. It was it was the way he controlled the distance in those first five rounds was brilliant. Yeah. Any anytime Valdez was in range, he he let off. He, mm. did, he was first. Anytime mm. he was within range, he didn't let him get close. And you know what Valdez is like. Valdez applies pressure. Mm. Didn't let didn't let him get close. And if he did get close, wrap him up. Wrap yep. him up, control the distance beautifully. And like you say, anytime Valdez tried to tee off on him or mm-hmm. have moments of success, 
immediately get back yep. from because out. He yep. had to reply. We had to respond. Yeah. So yeah, the first five rounds, like you say, brilliant game plan. And I think he was boxing beautifully. And you, he knew it. He had the, he had the swagger to his work. He had the demeanor was my confident. And we saw in the fifth round, yeah. at the end of the fifth round, when he's then started showboating, as in man's done the whole. You know when Canelo, you know when Floyd like dodged that Canelo shot yeah. and looked look at like he did that to Valdez. Like he was like, and obviously. That when he done that, he caught him with a counter shot as well, which yeah, was even that's better. What I'm saying. He, he, <laughs> he it was mad. He caught, with it was mad. He caught him with a sick counter shot, head up, like proper showboat in there, smiling, smile on his face. The crowd's booing. He's eating up. Like that's you know that he, he's there to be the villain, and yeah, he, he, it was wonderful stuff. And then from the sixth round, it kind of went downhill a little bit because I don't know if Sal... Obviously, we knew Valdez was going to come strong regardless. He's someone who always stays strong uh, and gets stronger during fights. But from that sixth round, I don't know if Conor Sal got into his head thinking, I'm so far ahead here, I can sort of become a bit lax. Because that's exactly what he did in the sixth round. He tried to do the, carried on with the showboat and stuff, and his hands were down. And Valdez just obviously, I think the commentator sort of said that, you know, Conor Sal's opening the door here, and Valdez walked right through. Uh, and that was annoying to me. So I thought to myself, I understand that, you know, you're confident and you're ahead on the scorecards. So you feel like you're ahead on the scorecards and you feel like you're battering your opponent, but you've got to keep the same pace throughout. You can't start showboating from the fifth and sixth round and let, and let your standards slip because as the hometown fighter, these judges are going to look for any excuse to try and jump in and try and help the guy, right? And yeah, I felt like that was annoying to me. Um, Constantine started to get sloppy from round six onwards. And Valdez then started to come on strong. But even though he was getting sloppy, he was still within the fight. He was still firing up combinations here and there. And even though from the sixth round onwards, I gave the majority of rounds to Valdez, to me, Constantine still won, he still won one or two rounds. Uh, it wasn't a shut, complete shutout. Yes. It was a tale of two halves, I think, in the fight in terms of the first half was Constantin, second half mm. was Valdez. But Constantin, to me, still got a few of the rounds, one or two of the rounds in the second half of the fight. Um, I want to talk about a certain refereeing decision that happened. I'm not too sure what round it was, bro, but um, the, we've seen the referee deduct a point from Constantin for hitting on the back of the head. But you know how it normally goes in the ring? If the fighters hit him on the back of the head repeatedly, the referee will warn them at least once or twice and be like, don't do that, don't do that. But the referee has gone and taken the point off straight away. No warning. Zero warning whatsoever. And then I think they showed on the replays, it wasn't even a hit, it was like he tapped him on the back of the head. It wasn't even a punch properly. He tapped him on the back of the head and the referee's taking the point. And that's when the straight I've been thinking to myself, uh-oh, I don't know what's Bro, going at on that point, At that point, I wanted to stop watching. I wanted to stop watching. I was like, I'm oh. you, I, I, honestly, I'm... I was like, I'm turning this off. Mm. Because, like you say, I think he's tapped him on the... He's like, it's they've clinched. Yeah. They've clinched, yeah, yeah. and the ref's yeah. telling them to break up, but he's yeah. he's tapped him on the back, then yeah. punch to the head. Not even a punch, it's a tap to the head. Yeah. Like, it's literally almost like a pat on the back, literally. a pat on the head. Yeah. And then he done, he, he done it twice in that clinch, a pat on the head. It wasn't a punch. It wasn't anything that's going to hurt him. And then the refs immediately said, one point. One point and deducted one. Have point. you seen that before? Like, Zero warning. There's always a warning. That's a fact. That's a fact. They, they, yeah, there is for usually no, a warning. For, for, the, for the most part, there's a warning over yeah, time. Yeah, this this was typically a warning, and 
unless it's like a, a bad back a of the bad head punch. One. Well, this is a maybe ta- someone's gone down and you punch them on the back of the head while they're going yeah. down, something like that. Maybe mm. instantly one where it's almost malicious. This wasn't yeah. malicious at all. And what took the piss? What took the? You saw what happened later on. Yeah. What took the piss yeah. even more? Valdez has done the exact way. He's done it worse. He's actually hit him on the back of the head twice. Yeah. The referees warned him twice. No points, yeah. nothing. He gave Valdez two warnings. They don't punch in the back of the head. But when Consensal did it, straight away took a point off. So already I'm there thinking, come on now, here we go. Um. That, that Valdez, obviously, like I said, I'm going to give him credit because he did come strong in the second half of the fight. But I thought part of that was Consensal letting him in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one because what Consensal was doing really and truly, I wouldn't even say it was sloppy. It was just lax and almost, you know, like in, in a, when you've won a fight for 12 rounds and it's yeah. the last minute of the 12th round, that fight yeah. is yeah, yeah. Like, trying not, try yeah. not to get hit, yes. essentially. So, so there's a way where you can box and box and not get hit. But he yeah. was just like moving around, evading and being lax and showboating. Mm. And that's not going to do you any favours. So it's not even a case where he was... I don't know what he was doing. He, he was almost moving nuts for the last six rounds. You, you saw the shift in how in the first half, he was one walking down Valdez. And yeah. then from the sixth round onwards, when that shift came, he was on the back foot for the rest of the fight. And Valdez was the one cutting him off and being what, you know, this is what we're used to seeing with Valdez. He's going to walk you down, typical yeah. Mexican style. And But even that being said, it wasn't as if, to me, and okay, that first five rounds, I thought yeah. Consensus was washing Valdez, washing yeah. him. And in uh, that second yeah. half, in that second half of the fight, even though I was giving the majority of rounds to Valdez, it wasn't a washing to me because yeah. Consensus will still come fight back with combinations. They weren't the same sort of hurtful combinations, or they didn't have the same pop and confidence in in the shots compared to the first five rounds. But he was still picking some great shots off and hitting Valdez with some really good clean combos, and. Yeah. It was a case of okay, Contessar might actually be landing more in these rounds, but obviously the hurtful big shots are coming from Valdez, as we saw. So obviously it's that dilemma for ref, for judges: are they going to score the hurtful shots or the shots that are coming more and more frequent? They're less hurtful, but they're more frequent. The frequency. Yeah. You you got to use what's it called? Uh, Max Kellerman's quote again. It's about controlling the story of the, <laughs> the fight. story of the fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, the story yeah. of the Legendary. fight because. <laughs> You're watching it, and Valdez is the one walking him down. Valdez is the yes. one who's pressing the action. Yes. Whereas, because the cow's on the back foot doing all this, moving from side to side, trying yeah. to avoid, and then fighting within spots. So, like you say, when Valdez was washing him or beating him up, because yeah. Valdez wasn't even having too much success, really and truly. But just mm. off the fact that he's the one pressing he the won. action, coming forward. Consensus' defense was really good. Like, he was, was good. moving. <laughs> he, he was he was blocking a lot of shots. Um, yeah, it's just that he you just get a bit annoyed because you, you saw how well he boxed in that first five when he was the one walking down and he was showing that he's the bigger man in there and he's got that W under his belt amateur-wise so he's not scared of this guy. So that shift from that to, oh, I'm going to now be doing the whole movement thing and I'm not really going to be the aggressor anymore, etc. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he was so confident. He thought he was so far ahead that he can do that or he, he, he got tired. about this. Yeah, that's, and, but that's the maddening thing. The <laughs> punch still, stats, like, I'll, I'll get into the punch stats later because obviously when we talk about the, yeah. the judge's decision, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it was a weird shift. And yeah. obviously, I think that was the first time Constance had ever gone past 10 rounds. So maybe tiredness might have come into play. 
But he, I like I said, I, I can't, no, I, can't, I, can't, I, I don't want to put it to the because this shift happens in the, in the sixth round. It happened. It yeah. literally, it was after he put his hands up in that fifth round, bare confidence and stuff. And that sixth round, we've just seen him sort of just retreat into sort of like a, not negative, but back foot sort of fighter. And yeah, even though, like you said, Vargas was then at that point controlling the story of the fight. Um, so yeah. There, there wasn't any knockdowns or any close knockdowns. It was, but I actually enjoyed this fight because it was high quality matchup. I think from both of these guys. Mm. Um, like I said, I don't think that second half I, I, it wasn't whitewashed to Valdez for Valdez for me. Um, still I still close had, rounds. There were still close rounds, and I think I might have even given Consuelo one or two. So mm. in the end, by my scorecard, even with that point deduction, I had Consuelo winning this fight. I'll be so honest. Um, and the early work told. Um, that first five, I think, was a shutout, in my opinion. Um, I wasn't really happy. I watched, the version I watched was the top-ranked version with Andre Ward and Tim Bradley on commentary. And I wasn't, I mean, they're my guys. Even though I'm, I don't want to say if I were against Ward and Bradley, like those are my guys, guys for real. But I wasn't too happy with the commentary. I thought it was so, so biased in favor of Valdez. So, so biased. I, I don't know what stream you caught, but, um, hella biased, man. Hella biased. Like, what I would say to listeners, watch this fight on mute. Honestly, it's that time because, like, any little thing Valdez would do, or big him up and whatnot, and Contessa would do really good work, and they won't really talk, they won't really say much. Like, the way they were talking, they were talking that second half that Valdez was washing this guy. And I'm there, like, no, 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 he's not, though. He's at Contessa is actually in this fight, and he's actually outlanded them in this round, in this round, you know, just like obviously the big shots were coming from Valdez, yes. Consensal was still very much in the fight, even if you can give those rounds to Valdez. So I was just with the commentary. It was too biased, in my opinion. Yeah, it's tough, especially when, when you've got a crowd who's supporting the home fire and with Consensal moving backwards, and yeah. circling, the crowd are booing, the yeah. crowd are getting excited for what Valdez is doing. Yep. They're ignoring that's, Robson's that's, good work. That's one thing, um, they, they put, uh, to be fair, they were very critical of the referee's decision to knock a point off Consensal. Bradley um, was defending it. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I couldn't no, believe it. it. It was um, I can't. Remember, who's the other guy? The main commentator. I can't remember who the main commentator uh, guy. But he was there saying like, you know, because yeah. because obviously remember it happened to Valdez. He was there saying, yeah. but wait, how come yeah. Valdez hasn't got a warning? Like they, yeah, they'll go like he, they didn't stick out. Yeah, and I think I think Ward did say that he felt that like they felt like the ref was swayed by the crowd there. When we know that's when he to do with the crowd. No, but no. I I don't think there's any. I just <laughs> think the ref. Poor, I just think that's just yeah, poor refing. I'm, it's ridiculous that, that what happened there was silly I can't believe it um, referee can't be blaming the crowd for anything I'm sorry yeah, nah. <laughs> you, ref, you ref you ref properly <laughs> fairly they can't be yeah. blaming the crowd if you're yeah. a ref come on um, but yeah, yeah like, Audrey Ward's scorecards I've, I've tend to, to disagree with that it's true again. it's true you've been you've, you've called out Ward a few times with his scorecards yeah, still his scorecards are a bit nuts lately yeah. but, <laughs> but it's, it's hard it's Oh man, because you're watching it and Konsekao isn't even doing too badly. He's just, it's just like yeah. you're, you're a boxer. You should know you're up against the home crowd. You need to, t- yeah. you need to take that. You yeah. need to take that. You can't be showboating and doing all this. Yeah. You need to give the judges every reason to give you every round. Absolutely. And the um, first five rounds, he was doing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm, I, I really like Konsekao's performance. I can see he's a quality, quality operator in there. I want to see more of him. Mm. But gold medalist, gold, yeah. 
um, he won Brazil's first gold boxing gold medal at the, at the Rio Olympics. Um, lots of pedigree. I mean, I know he fought Lomachenko. He lost by one point to Loma in the amateurs. So, like, he's really, really good. I can see that. And this is an experience for him, clearly. I think this is his first title fight. First fight past 10 rounds. And I think that inexperience kind of showed. Um, and, yeah, I feel like he, he let, like I said, they said, he, you know, he opened the door and that, that let Valdez in. And he didn't have to do that. Um, so, yeah, I have to give him, you know, I have to, some flex will come his way, to be, unfortunately, um, for that, which is a shame. But overall, to me, he still won that fight. Um, and obviously, the judges didn't see it that way. Fair enough. But some of the scoring, I mean, I think I saw one scorecard, which was 117, 110. How? I say this every time. It's always 117, 110. It's always them ones. How? How, bro? <laughs> what were you watching? 117, 110. Nine rounds. How? How? Um, you know what? Once again, let me let me jump to the defense of the judges here. Okay. Um, there's a few reasons I can see. I, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Okay, go on. Well, we mentioned the crowd. Yeah. Um, we mentioned controlling the story of the fight and pressing yes. action. Yeah. Um, you could talk about some of the meaningful telling shots as well that were coming yeah. from Valdez and not so much from Constant Cow. Mm-hmm. A lot of these early work in those early rounds, because that's where I struggled to see how you're giving rounds away. Yeah. You could say that um, a lot of these shots were landing the gloves of Valdez. Valdez kept his guard quite high up. A lot of it was coming off the gloves and whatnot. He's facing so otherwise. It's, it's, but then you could say, oh, because the, shot, the shots, <laughs> these guards are so high. Oh, because he's knocking him, it back, yeah. Knocking back to his face and whatnot. But even then, it's all a stretch. So I, I'm stretch. thinking, when you're looking at um, shots that bobbing people's heads back, you weren't seeing that too much in the, in the early rounds from Constant Cow. He was landing, no. but yeah. it weren't, ooh, that's a clean shot, or ooh, you we were actually you see some combinations, but not every shot that was super meaningful or super telling. There were shots that were just no, they weren't like control. Sh- yeah, they weren't shots that were like whoa, like oh, he's staggered yeah. or whatever. But yeah, he was winning the exchanges and the combinations. They were cleaner and crisper in the, that opening five rounds, one hundred percent. So yeah, it doesn't have to be. I don't think that it has to be every time shots yeah, are hurting your opponent. It doesn't. If yeah. you're out landing him and landing them cleaner and crisper. That's enough, in my opinion. But I'm just trying to see. I'm just trying to see what the judge. Yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to defend the effects. No, we no, know no. why. Obviously, we know yeah, why. We, we know why. Hometown fighter, money man, yeah. this. and obviously, some of the way Constance Sal, but like I said, obviously they always say, I, I disagree with it, but I understand where they're coming from in terms of you know how they always say you got to, when when you're the challenger, you have to rip the title from the from from the champion. You have to you know yeah. really rip the title. And from when you do that for five rounds and then t- you take the rest of the fight off in the, in the way and start doing the whole showboating and whatnot, that might not have endeared them to the, you know, endeared him to the judges, maybe. That's what, they, yeah. that's, that's what the commentary team was saying. Um, that's not how you rip the title off the champion. Cool. Um, fair enough. You know, I just, like I said, I disagree with that, but I can see why that could happen. But I can't see in any sort of scenario 117-110. I really, really can't, bro. Nine rounds. Nine, did you know how wild that is? Nine rounds. When we've seen him beat him for five rounds straight in the opening five rounds. Like, come on, yeah. man. And if you maybe want to give him one or two, there was still like the, the 11th round or the 10th round. I, I gave him, was it 11, it might, 
either 10th or 11th, I think. 10th and 11th, I think. Yeah, I, I gave them both of them, yeah. And I gave the 12th to Valdez. Exactly, yes. So I had it, I think I had it like 7-5 constant sell. In, and even in terms with the of point Valdez. deduction. Yeah. Um, like, I, was, I was even thinking, if this fight's a draw, yeah. I would still be mad. <laughs> even though, well, I was oh, like, because that point deduction being crucial. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, it might be a draw. And I was like, it shouldn't even be a draw, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I factored in the point deduction, man. I had, yeah. Um, yeah. Boy, that's They've done it again. But uh, <laughs> we've seen, I looked, I don't know, obviously, the punch stats have come out, Comdox punch yeah. stats have come out. Valdez has outlanded this guy in every no, no single round. No, not Valdez. Constant Sauer has yeah. outlanded Valdez in every single round. There was not one round where Valdez outlanded him. Not one round. Yep. So overall punch stats, Colson Sowers won by a mile. So what are you telling me? <laughs> mm. Josh, if, what are you if, telling me? If the, if the name of the game is hit and not get hit, someone's getting hit more than the other one. We saw his face, bro. Obviously, t Valdez does cut easily, I think. I think he does yeah. mark up easily. But boy, yeah, well, man, if, 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 if he's an easy marker, he's an easy marker, I guess. But his face was a mess. His face was like I said from round two. You said you even said round one. His, his face, face was, was like, red in round one. His, his face <laughs> was struggling <laughs> from that. So Constant South's face looked calm. The calm fight looked all right. Like if he bit, you could tell he'd been in the fight, but it wasn't like violence. We saw bruising here, bruising there, cuts there. Yeah, man. I just I really felt like Constant South won that fight. And yes, you can throw crit- criticism his way in terms of that like, he he took too many rounds off and he shouldn't have showboated or you know, um, change style because obviously his tactic in the first five rounds were perfect. Um, he should have let Valdez in. But even with that being said, he boxed enough and he won enough rounds to, he got enough rounds in the bank for me to, you know, to have won that fight there. And unfortunately, that's unfortunately the nature of boxing, man. It's it's getting tiresome now. I think we, we do it every, every other week. We complain about judging and fights, you know, fighters being robbed and whatnot. Um, we know what they want to see. You've got to factor in that this guy tested positive. And he tested, well. Yeah, that's, 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 so it's mad. So not only has we, have we seen this guy test positive for a banned substance, a banned substance, but now the fight itself, I can't even say Valdez box badly. He's a great fighter. I really do like him a lot. Like I said, this is not a vendetta against Oscar Valdez. He's a fighter we like a lot. But he lost that fight to me. <laughs> Kozasal was the one who deserved to win that fight, in my opinion. So yeah, it's a double whammy there. It's a triple he's, bad, bad ref, bad judging. He's been bad commission. Valdez has caught a massive gift here, and obviously we know why that they, what they're gearing up for. They spoke about afterwards. Obviously, it's the winner of the Heron Shakur Stevenson fight. They're going to try and match him up because of it. It's all top rank, isn't it? So it's all top rank. So naturally, we know why Valdez was not going to lose that fight. Canelo was there in attendance as well. So they're not going to, yeah, hometown. <laughs> so it's not happening. It's not happening. So <laughs> got that free promo from Canelo being um, <laughs> Yeah, but to me, he lost that fight. I want to see Robson Constance again. I feel hard done by him as well because the fight shouldn't have been going ahead anyways. Really and truly, Valdez should have, the fight should have been cancelled and Valdez probably should have been stripped, right? If we're going by proper boxing rules. Um, but yeah, they gift him that and he goes on to fight the winner of Shakur Stevens and Jamal Heron, which a fight I'm 100% going to tune in for because that's a fight and a half. Yeah. But 
you've got you've, you've got to feel sorry for Constant Sal. You really do. You really do. Yeah. He he thought he won. His team thought he won. Well, he was end. he was giving at the end. They they were beefing at the end. You know. Yeah. 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 They weren't happy. They thought they yeah. won. They thought there was a robbery, clearly. But it's, that's it's twice to beat him. My eyes, in my eyes, it's two 0 him. <laughs> in my eyes, Boy. yeah, man. Books and stinks, man. <laughs> it, it does. And I hate to say it, it does. And I'm gonna complain some more about boxing because we have to. We we've seen some. We really this weekend we've really seen some some nasty affairs, bro. Some some nasty nasty affairs. Um. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, uh, what have we seen? We've seen Evander Holyfield versus what is it? Is it Victor or Vital? Oh, no, no, don't ask me. Don't ask me. One of these, one of these <laughs> MMA guys who I pay no attention to. I think what another one of their legends. But is he an MMA guy? Yeah, Belfort's Belfort's MMA guy. Oh damn! Yeah, <laughs> he, he's like one of the best MMA. Like he's he's like legend, like a legend of sport. Oh, man, that makes it even worse. <laughs> Oh. oh man! Forget that. The point is, <laughs> no, no, forget that. Cool. If, if look, if them not want to keep score, cool. It is what it's cool. We gave them, we gave them a hold last time, so I understand they might. Yeah, they might yeah, take yeah. To be fair, to be fair, this don't even count. But let's go. Yeah. The point is, let's right, talk about it. This, the point is, obviously, okay. So we've seen Evander Holyfield get stopped in one round. Um, he wasn't actually hurt, but the point of the the point was that Belfort had him in the corner was packing him with punches. And even though Holyfield wasn't actually hurt, he wasn't actually throwing anything back. So the referee is liable to jump in and stop it, which is the correct thing to do. Holyfield wasn't throwing punches back and he was getting peppered with punches. So cool, stoppage. But my issue is, why is a 58-year-old Evander Holyfield, who's already punch drunk, if you hear if you hear him speak, yep. why is he in the ring again? That's all I want to know. And late replacement as well. Or was he meant to be fighting on that card anyway? Or is, was he no, I, yeah. yeah, I think he was meant to be fighting on that card. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, well, I think so. I, I Remember he wanted to make a comeback years ago and they said he, he weren't able to because yep. they, they didn't give him his boxing license yes. or something. Yeah. And here he is at 58 years old in a boxing ring. And if they've, they've, it was sad to watch, man. It, it, made, it almost made me feel sick because this guy, the real deal, he's a proper boxing legend. Proper legend. Proper boxing legend, like I just told you, my earliest boxing memory, the bite fight, Holyfield and Tyson. Yeah, these are legendary moments and seeing one him of, like guy like that, brother. One of the best crew. I mean, probably the best crew. You can probably say well, up there with the greatest crew crew of all time and heavyweight, both of them. Yep, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of all time, undisputed. Only I think probably the only one is one undisputed cruiserweight and heavyweight back in mm-hmm. the free belt era. So serious legend. Um. Yeah, one of my favorite fighters growing up. He's been through wars. Fingers were Holyfield. He's been through so many wars as well. Yeah, um, which great is why, fights. which is why he's punch drunk now because he's taken a lot of punches in his career. Why is he fighting at sixty? Why? Tyson and Roy Jones. Open, Tyson and Roy Jones opened the door. They I don't want to see this again. They opened the door, man. Tyson and Roy Jones opened the door for this, and we're going to see James. Uh, James Tony is calling out guys now. He can barely string a sentence together. Um, no, James, they shouldn't let him anywhere near him. Fam, he's, he's For bad. the sake of his life. Fam, but we're going to keep seeing this now. And it's it's just annoying. From I saw sparring video. I saw the training videos of Holyfield. Like I tell you from then, I said, this guy's, he's, he's going he's gonna to lose. Like he, 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 he didn't look set. He didn't look right in there. He looked awful. 
Brother, what's going on with this sport, man? Like, it looked terrible, man. For when he swung, you remember he tried swinging? He, yeah. <laughs> I was like, my gosh. Yeah. Not my, not one of the goats, you know? I said, not my goat. No. <laughs> I and obviously, I don't have a clue who this Belfort dude is. Ah, oh, um, man, it was sad to see. And sad it was, it was a two-minute round. Yeah, it was <laughs> two-minute two round. Stopped to the first round. Man. Brother, how, I feel like, Getting a boxing license is, is easy as hell these days. Like you could walk up to the commission and say, "Let me get one," and they give it to you. Like how is everyone getting a license so easily? I swear, everyone's everyone's getting a license these days. It's just the money. They chuck it. Triller was chucking money at these people. It's yeah, this is this, this is the main event in Triller Fight Club. Um, undercard, we've seen the return of David Hay. What's his haymaker? This is what haymaker version five point zero or something. Um, how many how many comics he's had more they just plastering him together they just around him this brother has had more what returns than the Undertaker like it's just always always doing returns like these WWE guys who can't turn up all the time like fam he's fought Joe Fournier who's a mate of his I think one one of his good mates Uh, it was basically a glorified sparring session Um, I saw the little highlights of it Hey didn't come out of like obviously this, this Fournier guy's limited and hey, which is easy, easy, easy work spying for him. Very, very easy. They brought the bag together. It sounds like you know, literally. Hey was saying like you know he didn't like he was. But there were times when this Fournier guy will swing and miss wildly. Hey will just could like hey could easily just counter him with a shot. Will put him down. But hey refused. Like he was happy just like yeah. It, it, it was a robbery. Big big robbery. He didn't knock out his mate. Basically that's what he said afterwards as well. He said I didn't have to knock him out, which is great. And it's like okay, cool. So you just admitted the fact that you robbed the bank. But the point is, Hay is now being, and he's deadly serious about this too. Don't get it twisted. He's called out Tyson Fury afterwards. Is he serious though? I think he's serious. He wants to fight Fury. Yes, it's not going to happen. Well, it's never a boxing, but yeah, I think, he, I, th- I think he wants a Fury fight. But not the fact that he thinks he can win. I don't think he, I think he himself knows he uh, can't yeah. win. It's just money, isn't it? Money grab. Yeah, it will, it, will do, it will do numbers because they were meant to fight twice, bef- twice. twice or three times before. Twice, I think it was. I think it was twice. twice. And there's general like Fury hates Hay. Remember, he said he said he said he would relinquish, then give Hay a, a tight opportunity. Fury hates yeah. the guy. Yeah, because he messed him around. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because he kept messing around. Yeah, uh, that's I don't know how you can call out Tyson Fury when he's just been Tony Benny who gave him hell. <laughs> he's, still got, he's still got he's still got he's still got Benny problems. <laughs> Benny Benny beat the light. Oh, that second fight. Flows like I said, that still hurts me to this day because Hay was one of my guys, one of my favorites, obviously. And seeing him like that, oh, especially that first fight when he was on, he was on one leg, he was just swinging wildly. Oh, it was painful, bro. The first fight, he could hold his head high, he could say he was injured, but the second yeah. one, oh my gosh, my some gosh. of the knockdowns, <laughs> the one where he three fight this one, he was talking about his power, he's always had his power. Him and Benny used to turn to throw it, and Benny slumped him, so yeah. I don't know what he thinks he's going to do to Fury. Um, it's money, man. Yes, because when he came back last time before the Belly fight, he was mm-hmm. calling out AJ. He said, yep. yeah, no, AJ, this, AJ, yep. that. Mm-hmm. And then Belly ended that talk. Yep. And now he's talking Fury. I don't mm. know what... I don't know, man. Boxes, like we say, boxes. Box, box is a big, big joke right now, man, I swear. No one's taking it seriously. And the sad fact is, bro... At this rate, the AJ no, the Fury Hay fight is more likely to happen than the Fury AJ fight. Like, at this rate, because that that Fury AJ fight is not happening anytime soon at all. Uh, so 
yeah, that's a sad, sad part about it. But I just, I just feel like every, anyone who's like, anyone that's got a little bit of celebrity fame or clout is just jumping in and putting on the gloves and just hopping in the ring and calling it a serious boxing fight and doing mad numbers and whatnot. Like, yeah, man, it's... And we called it, didn't we? We said that once, obviously, these YouTubers started jumping in and stuff, this is what's going to happen. Oh, they've opened, they've opened small. And then, obviously, then the old heads then jumped in and said, oh, yeah, Tyson, whatever, comeback, whatever. Now look at what we're seeing. as well. Maybe Maybe, yeah, as well. Obviously, we can't forget Floyd. Can't forget Floyd. Um, yeah. And now this this is what's happening. This is now the sad part. Is, sad part is these lot are doing bigger numbers than the established actual boxers who have actual skill and are actually amazing at, at their craft. That's the sad part. It's, it's, I don't even know who to blame because the best are fighting the best, and that's what gives room to all these other fights making happening and making big money. It's like, why even fight a boxer when you can make money fighting some old retired ex-boxer, some celebrity? It's all nuts, man. Mm. I, obviously, we saw Fury map out his plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just for the listeners, you want to do, 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 do you want to quickly just retell it what he, um, what he um, said his plan? I think, I think he outlined the firefight plan that, yeah, He's going to do this five fights between now and 2022. And then he's going to take a break, then come back in two years after that. Um, he said, next up is Deontay Wilder fight, yeah. which is in October. Yeah. Then he's going to fight Dylan White in December, <laughs> beat him in the UK. <laughs> then he's going to have a two-fight um, deal with AJ. Okay. So he fights him once in, I think, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, said, uh, Saudi Arabia was one. And then yeah. back in the UK. And then he said he's going to wrap it up with Derek Chisora. Have a <laughs> trilogy with him. Now, if he's happy to fight Derek Chisora, that means I know he's happy to fight David Hay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It's true. But I'd be stunned if half of those fights happened. Facts. And the thing with the Fury, I've said it before, don't listen to Fury. Take yeah. everything he says with a pinch of salt because he, 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 he just talks. He's someone who, yeah, example of someone that's just talking just to be talking. Like, he, he, yeah, don't listen to a word Fury says, man. He says a lot of things and most of it doesn't come to fruition. He's, he thinks some, of Fury, though. Something, he, something sound cool. Other things yeah. sound like think, he's a clown. He, he's, no, he's a pro rep. He's, a very, he's very good at selling things and selling dreams, not just selling dreams, but in terms of hyping a fight up and getting tongues wagging, Fury's really good at that. So, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's a salesman. He knows what he's doing with that one. Um, but yeah, I won't take any of that seriously, listeners, honestly, because yeah, I just, I, I, I don't see that that five fight that five fight plan isn't isn't realistic to me. It should be realistic, but it's not because we know what the nature of boxing, we know the nature of the business. Mm-hmm. And we, we know his resume in a minute, so we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll oh, what, we'll the, the, what the Pianettas and the <laughs> Wallins and, Sefer, and the Sefer, Sefer, Guys who, well, I mean, I know Wallen actually is actually a good boxer, but the rest of them, yeah. I'm sure, I, I, I don't think we've seen them fight again. I don't, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if they've been in the ring since Fury. I don't know. Never heard, never heard of them before him. <laughs> never heard of them after him. Um, but he says a lot of things. He will contradict himself in the same sentence. Yeah, he yeah, does, yeah. He does it, he does it a lot. Um, Similar to Wada. We'll <laughs> yeah. We, we, have we heard from Wada recently? No. Nope. He yeah, he's come out. He, no, he's come out oh, and said that he's going to knock, knock him out oh. in three rounds and oh. this and that. Three? Wow. Yeah. Um, 
I think Malik fair, Scott does most of Wilder's talking now, but Man. I think he said a few things. This is the trade video. This is probably yeah, yeah. I see, I've seen a trade video. This is probably the um the quietest we've ever seen Wilder, to be honest. Like he's I feel like that loss really did humble him. Um and we know that if he does win, the loud mouth Wilder's back. He's, he's, he's gonna be insufferable. So he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be so long to deal with if he wins if he wins this. Um so yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting that's from October. That's, that's coming around soon. So um yeah. <gasps> the fight nobody wants. But we're all here. It's <laughs> true. I'll see it. I'll see it. Yeah, of I mean, course. No, we'll, we'll have to tune in. It's, it's, a, it's a heavyweight fight. It's a, it's a huge fight. But it's one of, obviously, like yeah. I said, we, under the circumstances, no one's really trying to see the trilogy again, especially when yeah, you, you see how the first two went. But um, yeah, get out of the way, Tyson. Please win. If you don't <laughs> win, then. But anyway, I don't mind who wins. I just, I just like I said, I just, I just want to see an undisputed champ. So yeah. It is what it is. I, I just want to see AJ versus one of them two. Really yes, that's, 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 that's literally it. With all the belts on the line, that's what I want. Yeah. That's literally what I want. Before, I was pro like, oh, let's have this domestic dust-up Fury, AJ. But now, I just, I can't be asked anymore. Now, I yeah. can't be asked. Now, I really want Dylan White to steal a title and then him and AJ can get on for the you know, rematch. Yeah. That's what I really, really want. But, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I guess to round up, boxing still kind of stinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just this week has just been, yeah, it's just been it's been kind of poor for the sport, the sport that we love. We you know we love hate relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not trying to see any of this, any of these geriatrics get in the ring and you know OAP crimes in the ring against these men. Like I'm not like I'm I'm tired of it, man. But unfortunately, yeah. the door has been opened. Pandora's box, like you said, has been opened. And we're going to keep seeing this. Um, and hopefully no one gets hurt. So as long as nobody gets severely hurt, I guess that's that's the only takeaway we can have from that. But yeah, it's getting it's getting very, very jarring right now. Oh, okay, do we? Um, we'll <laughs> we'll tune into the serious fights. And yeah. Fights we want to see because yeah. a certain fighters active who are still making things happen. Yeah. Um, still keeping yeah. the sport alive, keeping it yeah. true, keeping it real. Yeah. Well, it's nonsense. Refs patting up, judges patting up. Brother. <laughs> WBA, WBC, you two patting up. <laughs> Especially them two. <laughs> Boxing, patting up. <laughs> it's simple. Oh, uh, all right, cool. Episode 55, Strategies and Podcasts. I'll be your boy, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And thanks for keeping it locked. Make sure you check us out on all the platforms. Peace. <laughs>